So I'm trying to figure out, do I put host or co-host in my Instagram bio? (laughs) That is a great question. I'll circle back to that one. Hey, and welcome to the Whatever is True podcast. I'm Bethany, and this is my husband, Jake. Hey, everybody. We are so excited to be here and to be officially launching this podcast. It has been about a year or so in the making. Over a year. We've talked about it extensively and then finally decided that this is what we officially wanted to do. And here we are. So in 2020, I am sure that we are not alone in the fact that 2020 threw us for a loop. It asked a lot of questions. It forced us to ask ourselves a lot of questions and to really dig deep into what our beliefs were. And on this episode today, we're going to share with you where we come from, our our faith background, our family background. But I just want to say that even though we both come from a background of faith last year, really shook us to the core and helped us decide how deep and bold were we willing to be for Jesus Christ. And as all of these beliefs and these questions came about and Jake and I would talk about them at length at the dinner table before we fell asleep at night, at the end of the day, we knew that how we viewed what was happening in life and how to answer all these questions had to come from the word of God. That at the end of the day, no matter what anybody said, no matter how much sense it made, no matter how frustrating certain things were, if it didn't line up with the Bible, it was not truth. And that is why we have this podcast, because we want to share with you guys the truth of God's word and how it pertains to the events of what is happening in our life, not just from 2020, but what is ongoing in 2021 right now. And for however long this, God would use this podcast. Okay, you summed everything up for us. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry, I went on a tangent. Right. I mean, when Bethany and I would be talking about different uh, topics that would come up, news stories, the new thing to be upset about, whatever it was, as we were discussing them and figuring out what we believe and how we believe these things, we would just always go to scripture. That has to be our our measuring stick that is everything is based on that our emotions can get clouded or we can you know feel that you know something's unjust but if you you have to go back to scripture and as it says in second timothy 3 16 all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the men of god may be completely equipped for every good work. So on this podcast, what are you going to be hearing? Well, obviously we're going to be bringing all of this truth from God's word, but we're going to be talking about hot topics and all of these current events. If you have followed me on Instagram for any length of time, you know that I enjoy a good hot topic and we will go in depth with it. But just like I will do that on my Instagram, that is what this podcast is for, to go in depth on those topics and how it relates back to the Bible. Right, because on a story slide or a post, there's only so much room 
we don't have 15 minutes, 30 minutes to talk and dig in on a subject. And if we did, well, you'd lose a lot of viewers, I'm sure. Well, if you did, it would be a podcast. And so that's why we're here. And I noticed that as I would talk about these topics, there were so many other facets and pathways you could go down with the topics and people would be like, well, what about this? Or, well, don't forget this. And and they weren't wrong. It was just I didn't have that time to expand. So that's where this comes from. So we're going to be talking about things that pertain to marriage and to our children and to education and political topics such as immigration and abortion. And we're going to talk about COVID. <laughs> we're going to be talking about COVID. We're going to be talking about Disney. We're going to be talking about Halloween, different holidays, the history of the holidays. Should Christians be celebrating these things? And our scripture that this podcast is based off of, the Whatever is True podcast, comes from Philippians 4.8 that says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So as we think about those things, as we talk about these subjects, we want to bring it back to scripture. And so you guys know our inboxes are open. If we are not accurate on something, please let us know. We would love to talk about it. And, you know, if you can show us in scripture, Where we are wrong, we will issue corrections. (laughs) That's right. So today's episode is going to be different from all of the rest that you will be hearing. And that's because we just want you guys to know who we are, what our background is, and where we're coming from. So we're going to share with you the story of us today. My name is Jake. I am from the beautiful New England state of New Hampshire whose motto is live free or die. And let me tell you, my friends and I put that to great practice. Dirt biking, paintballing, BMX riding, snowboarding, whatever we could do to have fun, we did it. I was born into a Christian home. I am the youngest of three boys, and my life revolved around church. I was there Sunday school, Sunday service, Sunday night service, Wednesday night prayer meeting, youth group every week. If it was open, we were there. Uh, most of my friends were from church and homeschooling. We, I went through all 12 years being homeschooled. They homeschooled us to promote our Christian values that were not being promoted in schools. Uh, it was also very nice because I am an auditory learner, so my mom was able to tailor fit my learning around that learning style. Um, I went all 12 years. After I graduated high school, I decided that I wanted to go to New Tribes Bible Institute in Jackson, Michigan. Um, I wanted a better understanding of my faith, a better knowledge. I wanted to be able to defend my faith. I didn't want to just say, well, I'm a Christian because my parents are Christian and I grew up going to church. I wanted it to be my own. I wanted to own it. After the year of Bible school, I had freedom that I had never really had before. And in that freedom, I made some bad decisions. I started smoking uh, regularly, and I started drinking and hanging out with different people and just not making the best decisions. 
It all started in Michigan when I was living out there after school. But when I moved home and started working, I continued down that path. I got up to two packs a day at one point. Um, I was working, hanging out, staying out late, drinking with friends after work. And it was just a downward spiral in my life. But I still said I was a Christian. I could, you know, defend my faith. And I went to church on Sundays still. And I'll never forget this. One day my dad stopped me and looked at me and said, Son, if you keep living this way, you will never find a good Christian woman to marry. And that struck a note with me. I I wanted to find a godly woman. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have children. And I wanted to raise those children in Scripture, in the Word. So I started shaping up, started reading my Bible more. I, I started going back to church more regularly. And I started changing my life. And I worked out my salvation, and a month later, I met Bethany. But before we get into the story of us, I'm going to share with you about my upbringing and my childhood. So I grew up in New Jersey. I am the oldest of four children, and I also grew up in a Christian home. I was homeschooled all 12 years, and church was a huge part of my life as well. I was saved at a very young age that I honestly don't even remember. It's a story that my parents will tell me. But I went to Sunday school and youth group and church on Sundays, and we had small groups that my parents led. And I was constantly surrounded by people from church and the Bible. I even became a youth leader when I was... (laughs) practically a youth myself just with how the leadership worked with my church at that time. They had leaders in training and then leaders. And I remember being in that leader role or the leader in training role and starting to just have questions about my faith. When you have grown up in something and don't have it to compare to anything else, there can be doubts that arise and and questions. And I struggled through that in high school. Well, when I went to college, I moved away from home and I went to New York and I had this newfound freedom that I had literally never had before. And with no one watching my every move, I decided to try out some things much like Jake said, and that involved drinking and partying mostly for me. And when I say that, I don't mean that I went crazy and this was my lifestyle for months and years on end, it was really just a small segment of my life because unfortunately it just brought me to some really dark days in my life. And that was my junior year of college. And with all of these choices that I had been making, the effect of them became very apparent and very clear in my life very quickly. And all of a sudden I really did have something to compare my Christian upbringing with, and I didn't like it at all. It was what brought me to the end of my rope and to the bottom of my hole. And it was there at the bottom of my hole that I cried out to Jesus and just asked him to be my all in all and that I really truly did want to live my life for him. And again, much like Jake's story, 
about a month or so later, I met Jake. So that brings us to the part of the story you all have been waiting for, how Jake and I met. Whenever I do one of those question things on Instagram, this is like one of the main questions that always comes through. How did you and Jake meet? Well, if you were paying close attention, you know that Jake's from New Hampshire and I'm from New Jersey. I'm clearly from the better state. I am slowly accepting this as truth in my life. New Jersey only does, because you're getting into politics more. New Jersey does have a longer coastline, I want to point out. Hey, we have 17 miles in New Hampshire. It is a beautiful 17 miles. So the summer of 2009 is when Jake and I met. August 15th, to be precise. And the reason that this date sticks in our minds so much is because it is one of my best friend's birthdays. Happy birthday, Danielle. And not only is it her birthday, but she is part of the story and so is her husband. So that summer, Danielle and I decided that we really wanted to go on a road trip. And we were deciding between two locations, Florida or New England. And we ultimately decided on New England because her then fiance, now husband, lived up there. They had met at college And during the summer, they didn't get to see each other very often. And so we thought, well, this would be great. They can see each other and we can get one of our destinations checked off of our summer list here and go on a road trip together. And we were planning on hitting all of these different states. And one of them was going to be New Hampshire. So as we're planning this trip, we're talking about what our day in New Hampshire will look like. And she says, well, my fiance, Dan, is going to bring along one of his friends, Jake. And I thought, oh, great. Like, she can now have her time with her fiance. I won't have to be a third wheel. I can hang out with this guy. And I was about as single as single comes. I was also extremely content being single, having just been through a couple relationships that were just heartbreaking and were leaving me just very okay in the single life. So we get up to New Hampshire and just picture the most perfect summer day. It was beautiful. Blue skies, warm. And on a lake, water skiing. Like this person's house was on the lake that had invited us all there for the day. And I had just met Jake and we had exchanged a couple of words, but we're hanging out on this lake and this guy is not talking to me not even is he like not really talking to me he's like hardly looking at me like i just didn't exist all right and and let's put this into context what did you know about me so far so what danielle had said about jake and how she had described him was that he is so talkative and so friendly and awesome he could talk to a fire hydrant and me i'm not actually the most talkative when I first meet people, I'm very introverted and shy. And if you were to meet Jake and I today, like Jake would take over the conversation and I will just stand there and be very glad that he is making wonderful small talk. So I have this knowledge in my mind of this really talkative guy ready to hang out, become friends with him. And he's not giving me the time of day so much. So that Halfway through the day, I pulled my friend aside and I just said, Danielle, like, 
this guy must really not like me. I mean, like, I don't know what I did, but he is just not talking to me. And she goes, I know it's so weird. It's not like Jake. Okay. A little background to that. Yes. I am a very talkative person. I will talk, 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 talk. I can't talk to a fire hydrant. I may or may not have done it before. The reason I was so quiet is Dan told me about Danielle and Bethany coming up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and and by the way, I was very, very happy being single as well at that point. But I was like, oh, yeah, she's bringing a friend. What does the friend look like? (laughs) And he showed me a picture. And I thought she was incredibly attractive. And I just remember we were driving in in Dan's car. And he goes, yeah, you think she's pretty? I was like, yeah, dude. He goes, all right, we'll make this happen. (laughs) So then she shows up. They all, all three of them show up at my house to pick me up for the day. And she walks into the front door and I just go, oh, crap, don't screw this up. So I I didn't talk because she can't not like me if I don't say anything stupid, right? It's probably also noteworthy that Danielle was not making it sound like a setup at all. And like, because it wasn't. Right. And I truly believe that I was just like, okay, he's going to be my friend for a day. A one day friend. A one day friendship. Well, by the end of the day, we were finally talking. And do you remember the topic of our conversation? Road trips. Which is just so funny because road trips have become the anthem of not only our dating relationship, but now our whole family life right now yes so the next morning danielle and i left and i will say this though on our way i think we were heading to maine next i said you know of all the guys that i do know right now jake is at the top of the interest list i don't necessarily have a crush per se on him but i am interested in him and i was also interested in you so what i did is i waited I let them enjoy the rest of their road trip. Why, thank you. You're welcome. I let them get back to New Jersey, and I friended her on Facebook. Social media was so different back then because we started talking on Facebook. Then what did we move over to? AOL Instant Messenger. So we started talking online and eventually exchanged phone numbers, and we would talk here and there. There was definitely like a mutual interest growing for a while. Absolutely. And we decided to see each other that fall with a couple of other friends. And on this get together, Jake was still smoking. And I'll never forget it because I was just in shock mode that he was smoking in front of me when he knew I didn't like it. I was so nervous. And the following day, my mom was all excited. I mean, my mom just wanted me to get married and meet the right guy. And she was like, how was your time with Jake? And I said, it was nice. He's a really nice guy, but he's still smoking. And if he's still smoking, I'm not getting involved in that. That's just not going to be part of my life. But we were still talking. Yes, we were. We were still talking, getting to know each other better, and I knew that you didn't like smoking. I think Danielle told me. And I must have really believed that you were going 
to stop because I didn't stop talking to you. Well, I was in the process of quitting when I met you because I knew it was bad for my health and I was trying. Yeah. Anyways. I believed in you clearly. Clearly. And you helped get me across that finish line of quitting smoking. And after that, we continued talking and I will never forget this. I was on the way to get a haircut and we were talking on the phone and you were all excited because you were just told that you got a student teaching position in Ukraine. All I wanted to do was student teach abroad. Ukraine. And I was extremely thrilled. So I was like, all right, she's going to be gone for a while. And I've got to ask her out or she's going to meet a guy over there. And I'm going to be just this loser that smokes at home. <laughs> Oh, wow. What a sight. So I made a plan and I talked to Bethany's roommate and found out when she was going to be working on a Friday night, correct? Because I drove down after work. Yeah. And to put this into perspective, I was at school in New York. Jake was still in New Hampshire. And that was like a good six, seven hour drive. Yep. Six hour drive. So I made a plan. I found out how late she was working on Friday. I got out at 3 o'clock, and I went straight from work down to New York. Six-hour drive down. I got down there a little before the mall that she worked at closed. And I just hung out. Probably, man, that, I sound creepy just saying this. <laughs> I hung out outside her work and waited for her. And when she came out, I said hi and come. I don't remember what I said exactly, but we were both really nervous. Yes. It was the third time. Why were you nervous? It was the third time we had ever seen each other. Why were you nervous? I was nervous because my roommate completely spilled the beans and told me he was coming. You know who you are, roommate. And I like felt like I was going to throw up my entire shift. I was so nervous knowing he was coming to see me while also supposed to be playing it super cool because he wasn't supposed to know that I know or knew. So I walked out, saw him. We walked awkwardly out of there nervous and spent the whole weekend together. Yep. He ended up coming to my parents' house and sleeping. Did you sleep in my brother's bed? Yeah. And like... <laughs> and I woke up and no one was home. <laughs> I was. I woke up, no one was home, had some coffee. Or no, I went out and I found a coffee shop nearby. I came back and there was a couple people home, but Bethany wasn't home. I don't even remember what you were doing that I have that no day. idea where I went. In my defense, I didn't exactly plan the weekend to be with you. So I had some to-dos obviously mm-hmm. yep it was just really funny because my parents had like heard about him but since it was only my third time seeing him I hardly knew him and here he was sleeping in my house it was just really funny but we spent the whole weekend together it was clear what Jake's intent and motives were for being there and we just had really good in-person conversation and by the end of the weekend Jake asked me out. I said yes. And 
I breathed a big sigh of relief. And then he drove six hours back home. (laughs) And that was our relationship from November to March. We lived six hours away from each other. We would see each other some weekends, but it was a long distance relationship. And then it became even more long distance when I went to Ukraine and lived there for two months. It really helped our communication skills. That was literally what we had to rely on and to develop and make stronger. So that summer, summer of 2010, so a year after we had met, my mom said to me, Bethany, if you really like this guy and you're talking about marriage, then you should probably go move to New Hampshire and actually have a relationship face to face. I had just graduated. I didn't have a job or anything in New York or New Jersey. There was literally nothing keeping me to that area. And Jake did have a job. So I packed my bags and found an apartment with some friends of his family. And a couple months later, Jake proposed. And a couple months later, hang on. It was on 10, 10, 10 that I proposed. That was very sweet of him. He knew I liked dates and numbers. So he picked that very specifically, which other cool story was the day that my parents got engaged and nobody knew that. Like they didn't remember the date. (laughs) Well, they got October 10th. It wasn't 2010 though. Hearty her heart. (laughs) And we got married in spring of 2011. So we just celebrated 10 years of marriage. We have four kids. They are six, four, turning two as we're recording this and six months old. And they are wonderful. They are. We ended up moving around quite a bit in the first couple of years of marriage, but eventually settled down here in Pittsburgh. And we found an amazing church that is just solid in scripture teaching five years ago. It was right when Emmett turned one. That's how I always keep track of that. And as we started off the podcast talking about the year of 2020, I just want to add to my testimony there and just say that 2020, while it shook a lot of people, it truly deepened my faith. And it, I really just believe that God was just pushing me to be bold and to encourage other people with this and to not be a lukewarm Christian or a progressive Christian or to be twisting scripture to fit today's agenda and narrative so that I can fit in and so that I don't or so that I don't look like an outsider and that I can be tolerant and agree and love everyone. We're called as Christians to love, but we're also called to speak truth. And I'm excited to share what truth and love look like when they work together. So that is our story. We are so excited to be here. We cannot wait to release the next episode next week. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe wherever you are listening. You can find us on all social media outlets right now. And we look forward to seeing you next week.